What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks show. Scott Whittington, was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Hello, live and on tape for beautiful Whitehall Drive here in the lovely city of Kinston, North Carolina. You know what, Scott? I would say it's the sexy city of Kinston, North Carolina. That's about to say. It's, it's pretty sexy to me. I mean, you, when you got Scott Whittington and Brian Hanks, I mean, by God, it's pretty doggone sexy. Yeah, then the show will go down here in about 20 minutes when we get Paul on the line. There you go. Hey, uh, we it is finally Friday. Thank God it's Friday. It's Friday, Friday. April the 21st in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 843 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, uh, why they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. But uh, you've already heard his voice. Uh, I'll let him give you a formal hello. It's Scott Whittington, the son of Kinston. Hello, everybody. How we doing this morning? There you go. Dude, how are you so lively? Huh? When you, uh, how are you so lively this morning? Because it's Friday. It's a great day. The semester is one day closer to ending. I'm on the Brian Hanks show. Woo! God. Sporting that fat 3.7 GPA at East Carolina University. Yes, sir. Dude, I got to tell you, man, I say this, and I know we pick and, you know, bust each other all the time, but man, I am so proud of you, I dude. Hey, yeah, your boy over here had six years of college, okay? Six. <laughs> Ask me how many times I had even a 3.0 in a semester. How many times you have a 3.0 in a semester? I think maybe once. Maybe uh, once. And I, when I graduated, it was, it was well in the uh, 2.1, 2.2 range, okay? So... Dude, that that's awesome, man. I what was your highest GPA ever at Kinston High for a semester? Like, <laughs> like a two point two. <laughs> there you go, well, dude. And I was the opposite when I was in high school. My GPA was actually pretty good until my senior year. I I, I quit caring my senior year. But, uh, dude, I had a four point oh as a freshman, dude. And that's before weighted, you know, I mean, weighted now you can have a 4.0 and you don't have a great, great point average. But anyway, dude, I, I'm just proud of you. I, I guess I just want to say that. Okay. Listen, we've got another great show here. I, wait, how your shoulders feel, man? How's your back feel this morning? Uh, I, I can carry whatever you need me to carry right now. My fat butt. How about that? Let's, let's do it. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Hey, I want to send some love out to Miss Georgie Sasser over mm-hmm. at uh, the community center. As you know, I've been going over there now dude how you gotta be other than the week we were on vacation i've done it every week since the first of march dude what is this my sixth or seventh week that i finished doing it dude monday through friday 5 a.m out there dude but i get to be greeted by al jones every morning uh, mr al and then miss georgie and uh mr al wasn't there today he took today off now let me tell you something you talk okay. about lively you talk about me being lively right now at 7 a.m you t- you go to Kinston Community Center at, at 5 a.m. And you've done it. Uh, Al Jones is the most <laughs> awake person you'll ever see in your life. Well, he wasn't this morning. He wasn't no. there today. But no. uh, but I told Miss Georgie I'd tell her uh, hello, so I hope she's listening right now. Good morning, Miss Georgie. She's a sweetie, too. And you told somebody else that's got a ton of energy. Oh, yeah. I don't know how they do it. It's, it's crazy, but uh, hey. Hey, I've already got 32 minutes of uh, – of, uh, active time here uh, according to my apple watch there you go there you go hey uh that's scott whittington i'm brian hanks we've got a great show for you today coming up in uh, about 15 minutes or so from now he's our regular friday guest he's a knower of all things carolina hurricanes nhl nascar and big old yellow puppy dogs it's paul whittington who's that uh paul whittington you might know him uh he's your big brother uh, that guy. Well, I got to ask you, dude, you've had your, uh, your aunt, uh, Julie, 
mm-hmm. in town now for a couple of weeks. You got your uh, Uncle Clayton who's in town this mm-hmm. week. It's got to be kind of cool having all those relatives in town, isn't it? It is. It is. It's always cool to have them here. It's always a good time when they're here. And, and usually we get one one of them here. It's uh, pretty rare when we get everyone together. And it's, it's awesome to have everybody here. And also just wanted to say something uh, here on the Brian Hanks show, how I give my brother crap all the time. But let me tell you, I am so freaking pumped. I'm ready to be an uncle. I'm so yeah. Um, it, this is exciting. Well, we announced that a couple of weeks ago. In fact, two weeks ago, we announced it here on the show. I guess he had done it on social media, and you guys have let people know too personally. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a little boy too. So, what are the odds it's going to be named Scott? Uh, <laughs> we not, need to ask Paul that when we pull him up here on there. It's not looking good, but hey, <laughs> you know. The Cleveland Cavaliers in 2016 were down 3-1 to one of the Warriors in the NBA Finals. So, there's a chance um, something can happen. But, hey, I already went shopping for the for the baby. Went to Had to go to the bookstore yesterday at ACU. I, we got to make sure this kid has more purple and gold than it does red <laughs> and white. Well, um, he's going to have some orange and blue, too, okay? Why would you do that to my nephew? Dude, because the 2019 national champions, dude. He needs some. He needs some gear. You know, anyway, Paul Whittington joining us, mm. uh, like I said, about 15 minutes or so. We'll talk. You and he were in Martinsville last week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're going to talk to y'all about that. We're going to, uh, he's talk about, he's going to, he attended everything we're going to talk about. He was in Martinsville. You and he were there and I, Samantha went too, right? She didn't go to the race with us. I didn't know. I thought she went. Okay. Uh, but then uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, he's been to game one and game two of the Carolina Hurricanes, both those wins over the New York Islanders. So when we say he's not just somebody that's going to sit on here and talk about it, he's actually been to these events that we're going to be talking about. Yep. So game three is tonight uh, against uh, the New York Islanders. And I'm, I got to tell you, and I guess I'm foreshadowing here a little bit. I'm a little bit nervous, dude. They've not really... I mean, they won two to one in game one in a game that they jumped out to two to nothing. You thought, I thought it was going to be a seven to nothing kind of game and they barely held on to that one. Then they jump out two to nothing again, Wednesday night, fall behind three to two, tie it up. Thank goodness. Three to three. And then win in overtime, not exactly, uh, a hundred, what a 116 point team or whatever they ended up being. It's, it's the beauty of playoff hockey. Um, the the Islanders they're they're a tough little team, um, but but tonight's going to be very important because we haven't in the past few years we haven't really won on the road in uh, the playoffs. I mean, Game Six in twenty twenty one in the Nashville series we went on the road one in overtime, that was big because um, if we don't comes back Game Seven who knows what happens. So it's big big game tonight. You got to go win on the road. I think I feel like if we win tonight. We're, we're okay. Um, okay. If well, if we win tonight, we're up three to nothing. It's yeah, almost impossible. See, we to we need a, yeah. we need a win on the road. And so I feel like if we can get one of these two games on the road, we'll be okay. Well, good. Well, if you remember last year's playoffs, uh, if I remember correctly, the Hurricanes did not win a single game on the road last year. In fact, that's what ended up being their downfall. Uh huh. Uh huh. Won uh, almost all their home games, but uh, like you said, dude, you got to win on the road. But Paul. Uh, he'll be with us uh, the entire first hour. And then <laughs> let me say this, tentatively scheduled to begin our second hour. And I've not got a text telling me otherwise yet, I don't think. Let me see. Let me see. Let me make sure here. Why is my phone not? Uh, uh, tentatively scheduled to begin our second hour is the man of the day here in Kenston, Hale, Lenore County. Heck, even all the state of North Carolina. The great Jerry Stackhouse is scheduled to join us to uh, begin our second hour. He's going to be inducted into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame tonight in Raleigh. Uh, Like I said, I've been bouncing back and forth. Uh, We thought we were going to do it yesterday afternoon to pre-record an interview. He was traveling all day yesterday getting to North Carolina. And not, dude, listen, hear me clearly, Scott. He is somebody that everybody is yanking at his coattails trying to uh, get, you know, a a few minutes of his time. We're one of those, and I'm hoping, like I said, we're scheduled to have him on at 8 o'clock. We'll see how it goes. 
but uh, that'll he'll be joining us on the Spence Automotive Guest Line to start hour two. And if uh, we don't get him, you know what? I'm going to see him tonight. I'm actually going to say, you know, I was invited to a, a special uh, special party tomorrow night, dude. Mm-hmm. Invitation only. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be there. I'm special, dude. Don't you want to touch me? No. No, yeah, I didn't I'm, think so. I'm, I'm good on that part. <laughs> But uh, I'll say we'll get him on one day next week yeah. uh, because when things have calmed down a little bit, if we don't get him today. But heck, I am uh, I am under the uh, we'll, we'll keep him for about ten minutes or so this morning if we get him and get a chance to congratulate him and just get ready for next week. It's just going to be or uh, for tonight. It's going to be awesome. Uh, helping me co-host the second hour too. I guess you're going to be here too. But Jason Bryant is going to come in. Uh, we've got the fest- barbecue festival on the noose is right around the corner. WRNS which Jason Bryant is a sales executive to the stars at WRNS and 960sbull.com. You know, I'm one of the stars at WRNS. You know Am that, I supposed right? to say something? Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to say, oh, my God, Brian, I'm so happy to be here. You're a star, yay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Still not as well known as you are here in Kinston, dude. That hey. is what it is. Ah, dude, no, I'm not. No, 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 no. But we are going to talk to him about the barbecue festival in the news. There's uh, a great country music artist that's going to be uh performing there and uh very excited about that you are too right scott so excited i know man it's gonna be awesome and we're going to talk about the kinston north county sports hall of fame a little bit we did that yesterday with uh, the awesome george whitfield and Corey povar but i just wanted i mean i know you don't know all these people because i don't know all these people but uh just uh to remind people the class of 2023 the kinston north county sports hall of fame uh on in the athletes portion clay croom uh, or William Clay Croom Jr., Craig Dawson. That so deserved. Craig, yeah. Craig, great guy. Probably should have been in before now, but uh, just no, no, no. But it's just so awesome. Very excited about that. Daryl Goff, uh, who I am now friends with on Facebook. I didn't know that much about him, but I'd heard a lot of stuff. Do you know him? No, I don't. Oh, the way you said that, I thought you know it. Uh, championship wrestler at uh, North Lenore, I believe. Okay. And he's going to be our first wrestler in the Kensal North County Sports nice. Hall of Fame. Former state champion. How about uh, Chris Hatcher? That's awesome. Well deserved. He's so cool, man. I I was uh, you know as we when we finished up on Wednesday, we all divvied out who's going to call who. Well, I got to call Chris Hatcher and make the call to him. You know, kind of like how the NFL guy does yep. when he uh, follows him or you know and tells him they're in the Hall of Fame. I got to call Hatch and tell him he was in and. You probably didn't hear it yesterday's show, but I talked about it with uh, Coach Witt and uh, and Corey yesterday. Did I tell you what the first question Chris Hatch, Chris Hatcher asked? What? What were y'all drinking? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was awesome, but uh, congratulations to Hatch, uh, whose jersey hangs here in the plush, well lit studio in the Brian Hanks Hall of Fame. In the he is definitely in the Brian Hanks Hall of Fame, but uh, Chris Hatcher, Earl Miller. Uh, Jennifer Nye, uh, she's a, uh, three, in fact, we were trying to, we were talking about this when we were discussing who's going to be going into the hall. She's from Parrot Academy, three time all American swimmer at the university of Florida. Uh, and so she's going to be in there, Charles Shackelford. And we talked about this yesterday and I got to tell you, dude, and I think I, he should have been in last time in my opinion. In fact, he was a finalist last time for getting in and, uh, I just, I hate that he's passed away. I hate that he's not, you know, going to be able to stand up in front of everybody and receive his trophy and receive yeah. his award. Kind of breaks my heart a little bit, man. I mean, I, I hate uh, when that happens. But anyway, uh, congratulations to Charles Shackelford. Uh, Peggy Jean Taylor, a great basketball player down at South Lenore, and then another South Lenore basketball player who a lot of people tell me, and I didn't get to see him play, uh, but arguably the best ba- men's ba- boys basketball player ever, at South North High School, Don Whaley. Are you familiar with him? Part of the name. Yeah. Me too. I didn't know. The two coaches in this thing, uh, Craig Hill. That is awesome. Yep. That is awesome. Just go ahead and say the other coaches, Will. Uh, I, have you heard of him? I don't know if you've heard of him before. <laughs> Wells Gullage, three-time state championship winning coach, uh, won the first state championship and uh, in Kenston and Lenora County since 1969. Why is that ironic? Why? It's because we're also inducting the 1969 Adkin High School basketball team, which, uh, yes, they won a state championship, and it was in a historic fashion. It was the final year of the North Carolina, uh, the black schools in North Carolina. They won the final championship of uh, the black schools. So 
Uh, that's why, hey, Keith Spence just uh, kicked in here too and said, going back to Don Whaley for a second, said he was also a stud at Campbell. Oh, and wow. he's in the Campbell Sports Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. So uh, he's finally here. Thank you, Spence. I appreciate that there, dude. Uh, buh, 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 buh. And then the final uh, individual that's being uh, inducted. I don't know. Have you heard of Bill Ellis before? The name rings a bell. <laughs> <laughs> it rings a bill. Ah, ah. Okay, that was stupid. Uh, but Bill Ellis uh, inducted, is going to be inducted. Uh, man, you said it yesterday or when we were talking chatting about this and I think I've got to agree. With, tell them what you said about this class. This is an elite class. This is probably one of the best classes. Well, um, it's our eighth class. Going in the Hall of Fame. And I think out, you know what? I think outside of the original class, which come on now, included Jerry and yeah. Cedric and Frank uh, Mock and Bill Grice. And I'm trying to remember the two football players. Uh, uh, oh, Leo Hart from Leo that went Hart. to Duke and played in the NFL. Uh Help me out here, dude. I should know these off the top of my head. Ah, the two that went to Kenson High School, they played together at Kenson. One went to state, one went to Carolina. Oh, uh, Lynn. Yeah, uh, Lynn Dawson. Lynn Dawson. And, uh... <laughs> You're supposed to know this. I know. I know. Spence, help me out here, man. He's listening. So uh, give me Lynn Dawson and uh, Ron, Wooten. Ron Wooten. Dude. Ding, 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 man. If I had a cookie, I'd give you one right now, okay? Yeah, I'm good. I can't really put that. And then Brian Aldridge. Uh, so, I mean, what a great first class. I mean, listen, nothing's going to compare with that class. I mean, between the coaches and the athletes. and I mean, there, you got two NFL players in there, two NBA players in there. And, uh, you know, you're a young man that grew up here. I've only been here 20 years. Do you, do you take for granted the great – I mean, dude, I came from Gastonia and Shelby. Gastonia's got probably 150,000 people in it. What? Seven times what Kenston has and doesn't have a tenth of the athletes that come through Gastonia that Kenston has. Yeah, it's it's honestly it, it's special growing up here in Kenston and just seeing all these pro athletes. A little, little old North Carolina town and you can, you can turn on ESPN, see one of our guys playing for a team in L.A. or Miami or Houston, what New Orleans, wherever, and it it's just it it tugs the heartstrings sometimes because it's like it's a kid from Kinston, yeah, on, on the big stage, just a kid from Kinston. I know, and it, it's it's special. It's special to always see that. Well, the neat thing was, and I, I there's not another city, uh, definitely the the size of Kinston in America, and probably like we said, even when you consider consider like a Gastonia or a greensboro or you know those kind of cities that at one time remember we had quentin cope just in the last decade we had quentin cobles playing in the nfl uh and uh uh Derek rivers. and Derek rivers at the same time we had obviously brandon ingram and uh, reggie bullock playing in the in, in the nba we had chris hatcher playing in the in major league baseball and, and carter caps at the same time and Car dude thank you and carter caps i mean there was that what three or four year period there where it was crazy it was it i was. mean just this one little small town with all these athletes and we're just so lucky but anyway again clay croom craig dawson daryl goff chris hatcher earl miller jennifer nye charles shackleford Peggy Jean Taylor, Don Whaley, Wells Gulledge, Craig Hill, and Bill Ellis. And then, don't forget, we've got teams we're going to be. We talked about the 1969 Atkin basketball team, but we're also going to be inducting the uh, 1949 and 1950 Granger High School baseball teams, which, by the way, if you heard uh, Coach Witt yesterday, two of their players who are both 91 years old nice. <laughs> are going to be at the Hall of Fame ceremony That's to accept awesome. for that. I know. It's That's amazing, awesome. dude. And then the 1955 and 1956 Granger High School basketball teams. So uh, we're going to be inducting five teams, 12 individuals. It's August the 19th at, uh, at the Kenson Community Center. We'll be giving you tons more information about that as we get closer. Yeah, and to go off what Wells Gulledge posted on Facebook yesterday, he can't wait for August, neither can, neither can I. He says it's going to be a big family reunion, and he is right. It is going to be just a great atmosphere here in Kenston uh, when we induct those those local legends, those just unbelievable human beings into the Hall of Fame. I got to tell you, dude, I think we're going to sell out. 
I mean, I really do with tickets. I mean, when you look at these names, and I'm talking about Craig Dawson. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you Jerry will be there, or we will yeah. try to be there. We'll have, uh, like I said, just a great group there. Uh, Hatcher, come on now. Chris Hatcher, everybody loves Hatch. Uh, Charles Shackelford, I believe a lot of his family members will be here. And I'm not even talking about the, the Peggy Jean Taylor and Don Whaley in the southern part of the county. The uh, Daryl Goff from the northern part of the county, Jennifer Nye from Parrot Academy, and then you throw in Craig Hill, Wells Gulledge, and Bill Ellis. Dude, I think you better get your tickets early. They're $30 each, and it's going to give you a great meal, and uh, this awesome ceremony is going to be that night. And then these teams, too, is just going to be amazing. Okay, man, we've gone 20 minutes. Dude, you, you, your shoulders, they still feel good? I can go however long you need me to go <laughs> Very right good. Hey, let's get everybody caught up with sports that happened last night before we get uh, Paul up here on the line with us. Uh, Downey's Wood Ducks struggling a little bit right now. Uh, they've lost their fifth straight game in a row last night. Uh, they uh, lost uh, last night 8-3. to three. They're now 5-7 and seven on the season. Uh, however, tonight, a chance to beat uh, the hated Carolina Mudcats, and we hate the Carolina Mudcats, don't we? Sure. <laughs> you know I do. Uh, there'll be a post-game fireworks show today. Tomorrow, there's going to be a clear bag giveaway uh, that's uh, brought to you by Piggly Wiggly. Uh, and, uh, also, what was that? There's uh, going to be an Easter egg hunt too, uh, tomorrow. Uh, and then Sunday is going to be dogs and dogs day at the ballpark. Uh, LCC. How about those Lancers, man? Uh, 27 and 13 overall, 19 and eight in region 10. And, uh, they are at Southeastern community college in Whiteville for a double header tomorrow on Saturday. And then they're back home against, uh, SCC, uh, on a Sunday for, uh, Sophomore day. I'm actually going to try to make it out there for a little bit of that. Hey, uh, Shelly, let me play the music the other day at the LCC baseball game. Dude. That's awesome. I That's had awesome. so much fun, man. <laughs> uh, again, we talked about uh, Jerry being inducted into the Sports Hall of Fame tonight. Uh, I'll uh, Hopefully, we're going to be talking to him at the top of the next hour. Hey, uh, Greg Clemens is listening to us from New York. He is in the uh, – he's at Cooperstown for the uh, for the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. He, uh, nice. he was up there. He sent some pictures from uh, – or I saw his pictures that he sent to uh, his son, John, uh, you know, who's a GM of the uh, Down East Wood Ducks, of uh, Niagara Falls. Nice. That's awesome. It, what's You know why Niagara Falls is special to you, right? Yep. That's where my lovely mother was born. Your hot mom, you mean. That's what you meant to say, right? All right. Let's get Paul in line. <laughs> let's do that. Okay. I tell you, I, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to tell you this, too. Go to encmoments.com. Junius Smith III has a great game story up about North Lenore baseball last night. They were behind. Oh, I, I talked about Mr. Clemens. Uh, he wanted to give some love to uh, Charles Shackelford, you know, nice. you know Wolfie. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, congratulations to that. Uh, but how about this last night in, uh, in Wheat Swamp, uh, North Lenore and East Duplin last night. Uh, North Lenore is down seven to nothing. They come back, score eight unanswered runs, win that game eight to seven. Uh, oh, Niagara Falls today for uh, Mr. Clemens. Gotcha. So I thought he was there yesterday, but uh, he'll be there. To, gotcha. uh, he'll be there today. But congratulations to the Hawks, man. Uh, again, Junius has a great story up there. Quotes from three different athletes, uh, from two coaches. God, one coach, two athletes. Uh, and I have just got the news. You need to get it together, Brian. Yeah, together. I just got the news. Well, I, that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to get it together. Uh, Coach Stack will not be joining us in the 8 o'clock hour. Just gotcha. got a text from his assistant, Nikki Gross. And unfortunately, with Coach getting ready for the whole day and moving around, he's not going to be able to jump on at 8 this morning. So uh, we're still going to give lots of love to the man, to Coach Stack. Oh, yeah. And we will, uh, uh, like I said, I'll talk to him this weekend. We'll get him on. We'll, we'll try to get him on one day next week. So uh, we'll get that worked out there. Uh, yeah, hey, uh, North North eight, East Duplin seven last night. Uh, Parrot Academy fell to Wayne Country Day eleven to four. Parrot Academy. Well, let me get back to North North for a second. They're now thirteen and two overall, seven and one, and in first place in the EC two A. Uh, Parrot Academy lost last night. They fall to thirteen and seven. Uh, got a bunch of games going on tonight. How about this? Starting at four o'clock, Bethel Christian is ten and three overall. They uh, travel to uh, how do you say this? Gramercy. Is it Gramercy? You got me. <laughs> uh, Christian, uh, that is at 4 o'clock today. Also at 4, uh, Parrot Academy is at home against Wayne Prep. 
Paired is 13 and 7. Wayne Prep is 0 and 7. Kinston Baseball at Southwest Onslow. That's going to be a tough game for the Vikings. They're 1 and 11 overall, 0 and 8 in the conference. Southwest is uh, 14 and 2 overall. They're 6 and 1 in the conference. So, uh, going to be a tough game there. South Lenore travels to Wallace Rose Hill. Uh, the Blue Devils are 9 and 6 overall. They're 5 and 3 in the conference. And the Bulldogs of Wallace Rose Hill are 5 and 10, 1 and 6. Green Central, who's on like a 12 game winning streak. Right now they're fourteen and three overall, nine and zero in conference. They travel to Vanceboro to take on uh, West Craven, who is eleven and six and five and two. Softball last night, uh, North and North lost eleven to one to East Duplin. Uh, Kenston travels to Southwest Onslow tonight. South Lenore is at Wallace Rose Hill. Green Central is at West Craven. Girls soccer last night. North and North lost a tough two to one game to East Duplin. Uh, they're now six eight and one overall, three and four in the conference. Only one game tonight. And that is South Lenore, who is uh, at uh, Wallace Rose Hill. South Lenore, 7, 8, and 1 overall, 3 and 3 in the conference. And uh, they, uh, again, will be taking on uh, Wallace Rose Hill. South Lenore at Wallace Rose Hill. Let me tell you about uh, Lenore Community College for more than 65 years. <laughs> for more than 65 years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Uh, listen, uh, call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses uh, right here in Kinston in Snow Hill or Trenton find out how you can change your life today and again thank you to richie honeycutt all the folks over at lcc for being the title sponsor of the brian hank show and on our spence automotive guest line yes i'm running a little bit behind here paul i apologize for that uh i got uh, i got called up and and hanging out with your good looking younger brother here scott sounds like a you problem <laughs> yes Oh, Paul Whittington. What is neat is that Paul, as everybody knows, uh, he is our NASCAR expert. He's our NHL Carolina Hurricanes expert. Uh, he's an expert on big old yellow puppy dogs, right? <laughs> he's more of a red shade. Like, well, n now that we've like cut his hair back, I guess he is yellow. But when it grows out, he's he's more like Clifford. But but yeah, <laughs> yellow yellow is fine. I like it. I like it. But uh, what is neat? We talked about this in the monologue. Scott and I did. Now you're we're going to talk some Carolina Hurricanes definitely with Game Three of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs first round series coming up tonight up in New York. Uh, but you were at both Game One and Game Two of the Carolina Hurricanes uh, wins a two to one win on Monday a, a four to three overtime victory on Wednesday. And then we're going to talk some NASCAR as we always do with you and you and Scott were in uh, Martinsville last week. So dude, you're not just, you're not just a TV jockey. I mean, you were at these events, dude. Yeah. I got some firsthand experience at some, some cool sporting events over the week and, and back to last weekend. Uh, it was, it was a ton of fun. Martinsville was great as always. And, and Carolina hurricanes playoff hockey is just as fun as advertised. Absolutely. And I got to tell you, uh, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the, the plush, well-lit, uh, man cave here. The second best man cave on the planet. Of course, yours is the best, uh, uh Paul Whittington, but, uh, in the second best man cave in the world, watching the game, dozing off, trying to stay awake <laughs> and you were at the game and I love, you've got to explain this text to me, dude. And I've been waiting for the last couple of days so I could bring this up to you. Uh, your last text to me after we scored in overtime, we, after the Carolina hurricane scored in overtime, you, know, you did the three, uh, lights, you know, the, the, the siren lights. And then you said full sprint to the car. <laughs> Tell us about that. Oh man. After both of the games, but, but even more so after the, the overtime game, um, the, the goal goes in the back of the net and the horn goes off. Brewster and I jump in the air, and then in a simultaneous motion, both of us turn to the right, head for the exit, and sprint to the car. And we had to have been like the second car out of the parking lot. Were there other people sprinting, or was it just you and Brewster? Oh, no, there were there were a few people. Uh, there were a couple of people sprinting. We got behind uh, a couple of girls that were sprinting. 
we got behind it was it was kind of funny um we got behind uh two two islanders fans they were just kind of gingerly walking to their car and we were coming up behind them and, and they said uh, uh down down two to nothing we're, but we can come back from this and brewster as he's running by says no you can't <laughs> and then he goes in his british this, accent this, tell everybody i mean he yeah. you know in that british accent too yeah, and his British accent says, no, you can't. And they said, uh, we're, we're effed, aren't we? And he said, yes. <laughs> and then the guy just goes, effed. Oh, <laughs> and, and, and then we left. But, but that, was, that was probably the highlight of the night, the whole interaction right there. Dude, that is awesome. Well, uh, let's uh, get to uh, – let, let's talk about this series a little bit. And I, you know, I admit, and I've, I've admitted it here on the show. I've admitted it with you. I mean, it is what it is. I'm, I'm a, a tenth of the hockey fan that you are, especially when you look at the rest of the league too. I mean, I can name, you know, listen, I, I love going to Hurricanes games. I can name eight or 10 players on the team. Uh, but it blew my mind that there is a Sebastian Ajo on the New York Islanders team. And it threw me off when, you know, when they scored basically an own goal, uh, to uh, give uh, the Hurricanes that two to nothing lead the other night, it blew or no to tie it up at three. I'm sorry to tie it up at three. It, it blew my mind that the Islanders have a Sebastian Ajo, and you said he's even from the same country and everything. Yeah, yeah, they're from the same country. I, he's talked about this. Our Ajo has talked about this. He, they didn't know each other, but um, they they certainly kind of kind of share that I guess running joke as it is uh now and every time they come to town it's, it's always a big thing there's there's been signs and there's been those uh basic math signs in the crowd this week where our Ajo is better than your Ajo and, <laughs> and all that and all that fun stuff but but yeah two two guys same name same country didn't know each other and both happened to play in the NHL uh fortunately we we've got the better of the two now, is a Sebastian Ajo in Finland or wherever it is he's from, is that like a John Smith here in uh, the United States, I guess? That's what, what it seems like. Yeah. I guess I guess over there, Sebastian Ajo is just a, a very common name. That is too funny. Paul Whittington on our Spence Automotive guest line right now. We're talking some Carolina Hurricanes hockey, and this is what uh, Scott and I were talking about. We didn't delve super into it because I knew we were going to have you to talk about it here in our first hour, Paul. But I got to tell you, I mean, the Hurricanes, they just, they've not looked that good to me. And I have watched almost all of the first two games. And I've just, I mean, they they jumped out. Now, they looked great early in a Monday yeah. night's game, jumping out to a 2 to nothing lead, but then just holding on with their fingernails to a 2-1 to one win. And then even this past week, another jump out to two, a 2 to nothing lead, give up uh, three straight goals before, uh, well, they didn't tie up the game, but before the game was tied up and then winning in overtime. What, what these For these first two games by the Hurricanes, I'd love for you to give a letter grade to the offense, defense, special teams, dude. I mean, I, I think the offense has probably been like a B minus. Um, I, I think the special teams has been an A minus. I mean, the, the special teams won the game for the Hurricanes in, in game one. No question about that with both of the goals being power play goals. Um, I, I thought, I, yeah, I think the penalty kill for the most part has been very effective. Uh, the, the defense, I, I think they get the lowest grade with like a, a B minus somewhere, somewhere around a B minus C plus. Uh, because the defense just hasn't been great. I, I look at a lot of the the goals that have have leaked in, and I don't necessarily put all of that on on the goaltender. I think there's there's some of the blame that can be assigned to Antti Ranta, but but he's been phenomenal for the Hurricanes. He he really has been what's carried us through through the first two games of the playoffs. Um, you, you go back to to the other night in Game One, though. That's that's a game that, to your point, the Canes jump out early. They they find the back of the net twice pretty quickly in the game, uh, and then they don't score the rest of the game. And uh, and you know, Toronto's credit, he's he's played phenomenally, and and the offense got a lot of great scoring chances, and that game could have easily been a, a four nothing or four to one, five to one game. Not the result that we got because. Um, I'm blanking on Sorokin. I'm blanking on his first name, but Sorokin between the pipes for for the Islanders has looked just as good, really. Um, it's it's been a fairly evenly matched game over or series thus far. Just 
Carolina Hurricanes have been the fortunate team to, to get the bounces that they needed to be in the position that they are heading to the island tonight. Um, but this, this series could easily be 2 nothing the opposite way. Oof. And how devastating would that be, especially knowing how tough it's been, or at least last year how tough it was for the Hurricanes on the road, which leads to the next logical question here, Paul. I mean, we saw how they struggled last year. They didn't win a road game in the in the playoffs last year in the Stanley Cup playoffs. How important is it not just to jump out, as they've done in the first two games, to two uh, to two to nothing leads, but to jump out to a lead and, and maybe even – take control of this game early tonight to show that, hey, we can win on the road, which is something we couldn't do last year. Uh, it's, it's incredibly important. You don't win the Stanley Cup without winning on the road. I mean, we, we jokingly talked about the scenarios last year where, yeah, you can, you can theoretically win, what, 16 games at home if you keep the home ice advantage through all four rounds which is something I want to, I want to talk about, but um, if you keep the home ice advantage through the first four or through, through all four rounds and you win your four home games in each round, you can win the cup just by winning at home. Uh, but, but it's not really a recipe for success. It's not really something that I don't think ever, ever been done. You have to win on the road to, to win the Stanley cup. And that's just another reason why uh, it's one of the hardest trophies in, in sports to win. Uh, you know, I would, I would put, Lord Stanley's Cup ahead of the Commissioner's Trophy in baseball, ahead of the you know the uh, the the NBA Finals Trophy. I don't know if, what they call it, and I even put it ahead of uh, uh, the Vince Lombardi Trophy. Um, it is the toughest trophy to win in sports, and, and to win it, you have to be able to win on the road. So tonight is critically important. You know, there's there's all those question marks surrounding the team and what they weren't able to do last year, and that's win on the road. So you you want to go ahead and get that out of the way early and. No better time than game three tonight. That voice you listen to is Paul Whittington, uh, as always, our Friday guest here in the first hour of the Brian Hanks show. Uh, we're talking some Carolina Hurricanes, Stanley Cup playoffs, and I got to ask you, I got to circle back to Wednesday's game for a moment here, Paul. You were you were in the arena. You're you know it, how awesome. I guess just to make the question simple, was it to uh, have Svechnikov doing the uh, you know who's out for the season? But uh, yep. to sound sound the siren there at the beginning of the game. I mean, did you know it was going to happen? Was it something they let folks know beforehand? And uh, what what was it like as a fan to be in there uh, when he just uh, he gave it a run for its money? Well, that was that was actually back in game one on Monday game night. One. My bad, my uh, bad. Yes, Monday, Monday, Monday. You're good. You're good. The uh, the Canes did tweet it out earlier earlier in the day, so, so you knew it was going to happen. From where our seats are, so we sit on the end that they shoot twice. Um, if you, if you walk into the main entrance of the arena, it's on like kind of the left hand side. So we sit 302, second row, right on the goal line. If you draw a straight line from our seat to where the siren is sounded, it's probably 50 to 75 feet away. Wow. Now, now they, now they do, they do that on the club level. Yeah. Okay. Um, and just a straight line. So we're on the third deck, they're on the club level, but if you draw a straight line, it's probably... 50 to 75 feet away. Couldn't hear it. Oh, no. Could, could, not, could not hear the siren. You could you could see Svetch twist it, uh, winding that thing up just as hard as he could go. But it was so loud in the arena, you could not hear the siren from our seat. That blew my mind. That was incredible. And that just speaks to the, the environment that you got in game one. Uh, I thought it was a – I thought the environment wasn't as good in game two as it was in game one, but, you know, and I said I wanted to come back to this. We're going to come back to it now. You're playing on a Tuesday night in what is ultimately, effectively, a meaningless game. Now, every game in the playoff mean, in the playoffs means something, but game two on a, on a Wednesday night, this series is not finishing tonight. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not moving, or you know, you know, nobody's clinching, nobody's going to the next round. Why is Siri popping off right now? Settle down, Siri. Um, <laughs> you, you know, you know, the series is an ending, so it's not a game clinching or a series clinching game. It's not the first game of the of the series. It's just one of those games that you got to get through. So the the environment in Game One was, to me, was a lot more intense than than it was in Game Two. But the Kings. Win the Metro, they get home ice advantage for the uh, for the first round of the playoffs at least. We'll see how that 
goes in the second round. But here's the thing that really annoys me, Brian. They get game one at home on a Monday, game two at home on a Wednesday. Then they go on the road. The Islanders get to play at home on Friday and Sunday. Then the series shifts back to Carolina if we go to game five for a home game on Tuesday. And then we take Wednesday and Thursday off, and if a game six is played, the Islanders get to play in front of their home crowd on Friday, and then game seven would be a week from Sunday at home. We get one weekend game where the Islanders get a potential three. Now, I think if you get home ice advantage, you should be able to pick which games you want home ice for. I like it. No, no, no. I like it. Keep going. I like it. Yeah. I think there is something dynamically different about playing at home on a Friday and a Sunday versus playing at home on a Monday and Wednesday. You don't get the tailgating. The the tailgating environment is 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 pretty muted or or dialed back because you're getting off work and going to the arena. And there's only but so early that you can get there. And it's a school night. It's a it's a work night. So I I don't know. I just I. I, I think the Canes a little bit got got shafted in, in round one for for how how this series kind of has kind of played out so far. You get Monday and Wednesday at home, and then you have to go on the road and play on the island Thursday or, or check that Friday and Sunday. I just, it is what it is, but I just was when I saw this guy, dude. That was hey. that was my initial reaction, and I thought it was ridiculous. I think that's a very valid complaint and one that I really hadn't even considered to tell you the truth, but that's true. You're the number two team in the Eastern conference. You won your division yet. Your home, your home games are on Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday. And then maybe if you're lucky, uh, a Sunday, if you make it to game seven and even that's a school night, dude, I mean, a Sunday, I mean, unless they play it early in the day, I mean, which who knows what time they'll schedule it for. I mean, still, you've got to go to work the next day. You've got school the next day. I think it very, I think you should get in touch with the NHL, dude. I, I've got Gary Bettman's number. You want me to send it to you? Please, please. <laughs> but and, and what's important to note is for for anybody who's who's listening that doesn't understand hockey and the playoffs and stuff, the Kings are not the only one with this problem. Okay. Everybody that that got home ice advantage through the first round basically has this problem. You talk, talk about Boston, the President's Trophy winner. Uh, they're they're in the same scenario. Had to play at TD Garden on Monday and Wednesday. Then they go on the road to Florida for tonight and Sunday, and then they come back home next Wednesday. Go to Florida on Friday, and then they get a home game in Game Seven on on a Sunday if it comes down to that. And I don't think that will. But um, so so everybody they got home ice advantage in the first round, pretty much up against the same kind of scenario. Well, you know who I blame then, and I'm being very serious. I mean, not, this isn't tongue-in-cheek or anything. And Jason Bryant, you answered Jason's question because he said it's the same deal for all the other upper teams, wasn't it? And you you answered that without even knowing that he had asked that question. But I put this on the NHL. I mean, dude, do better, NHL. I mean, that you're right. That's ridiculous that you would do that and, and make home teams – play on weeknights and then uh or the higher seated teams play on weeknights and then the lower seated teams <coughs> almost getting a, a form of home field adva- or home ice advantage dude oh yeah because the the energy on a on a friday and a saturday is just going to be night and day compared to to a monday now it's i mean it's the playoffs so so it's always going to be high energy but I, I just, I really, I really believe that the that the energy on a on a Friday and a Saturday would just would be substantially better than the energy on a Monday and Wednesday. Here, speaking of energy, go back to Wednesday night. This is not something that I ever knew was a thing, um, because I don't know how many home playoff games I've been to that have gone to overtime. But I couldn't believe this when I saw it. Uh, it doesn't happen during the regular season. I can tell you that. But the the NHL has the rule that alcohol sales will stop after the start of the third period. <laughs> yes. Okay. You keep going. I like this. Keep going. The, the, um, so you walk, you walk out of our seats to go to the bathroom or whatever. All the concession stands are closed. All of them are closed. The second that regulation horn ended or that regulation horn sounded and we started the intermission to go into 
to go into overtime, all those concession stands reopened and the beer started flowing once again. Wait, what? Couldn't believe that. Alcohol, I've, I've seen, I've never seen alcohol sales stop and then all of a sudden pick right back up because the, the game changed. You think about going to a baseball game. Alcohol sales stop in the seventh inning um, or, or now the eighth inning at some MLB games because we've made the games too short. But they, they stop at the end of the se- or middle of the seventh. They don't pick up if you if you make it to inning twelve or thirteen. They don't just restart. No, you're you're done. And you go go to a basketball game, same thing. Go to an NFL game, same thing. But that when the second regulation ended, all those concession stands reopened, and beer was being poured once again. Couldn't believe it, I, dude. I'm 54 years old. Okay, uh, you're 20 years younger than me. I've never seen that before, dude. Typically, if when beer sells in, by God, beer sells in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It's over with. So I'm as shocked as you are. But hey, you know what, though? I'm happy for the alcoholics out there. Okay. You know, like Scott Whittington, you know, I mean, who, <laughs> That's can, right. who can get that overtime red storm brew when he needs it. Okay. Any, <laughs> yes, any, com- he can. any yes. comment there, Scott? Move on. <laughs> I tell you, you co- though, if it. See, here's, here, here's, we, we go right back to this. If it hadn't have been a Wednesday night, I'd have probably had another beer. But, because <laughs> I had to go to work the next morning. Work, what's that? Wow. Okay. He's being work, ridiculous work. over here. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I tell you what, because we've definitely got to get some NASCAR talk in here too, Paul. Uh, but uh, your predictions for tonight Game three, New York or uh, Carolina Hurricanes at New York Islanders. Uh, what, what do you see in your crystal ball, Paul? I, I, I think tonight's the night where the, the Islanders force a game five. Um, I, I think, you know, you, you have such the cob out, he's out likely for the playoffs and you've lost Tavo Teravainen. He broke his hand the other night on a slashing that, that wasn't called, uh, someone slashed, slashed his hand and it actually broke his hand and no penalty was called. Imagine that. Um, I, I think the momentum has just a little bit shifted because of that over over to the island. And uh, so I think they'll get a win tonight. I think the Canes will, will get right back in it on Friday. I don't think this series comes back to Raleigh tied at two. Um, I think it comes back three to one. But I think tonight's the night where, where the Islanders get in the win column. Um, as, as for Tavo Teravine, we know he's out for the series. Uh, he did have surgery, I believe it was yesterday, yesterday. Uh, there is a possibility or the door has been left open for him to return in the playoffs. Uh, those gloves are heavily padded, um, but but we'll see what happens there. But definitely out for the remainder of the series with the Islanders. Well, there you go. And uh, just until they get that road win, I mean, that's going to be like the Albatross. Is it yep. on their shoulders or over their head or whatever? But that's still going to be the, the thing that's going to be hanging over uh, the, mm-hmm. I about said the wood ducks. That's what's going to be hanging over the hurricanes until they get that road win. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Got to get the road win. So, so people will shut up about it. There you go. People like me. Hey, uh, <laughs> I tell you what, before we segue over to uh, any, I tell you what, uh, give me a minute on just the rest of the Stanley cup playoffs. Anything stood out to you? Have you been impressed by something? Is someone not played up to the level you thought they were going to? What about the rest of the NHL Stanley cup playoffs to this point? Yeah, I go back to Tuesday. Um, a, a lot of blowout wins. The Rangers beat the Devils five to one. Lightning over the Maple Leafs seven to three. Jets over the Golden Knights five to one. Kraken over the Abs three to one. So a lot of big wins in that game. What stood out to me the most was all of those the road teams that picked up the win. Not a single home team won their game one on on Tuesday night. Now we shift back to back to last night. Maple Leafs kind of reversed it, got a seven to two win. That series now tied. Rangers over the Devils five to one. That series scares me a little bit because the Devils are the higher seed than the Rangers. So we're going to get the winner of this series. That that's a that's an important series to pay attention to. Uh, someone asked me the other day, would you rather have the Devils or the Rangers? The Rangers being the lower seed. I said I'd rather have the Devils. The Canes played the Devils better this year than they did the Rangers. The Rangers had our number all year long. I'd rather play the Devils than than have to play the Rangers. But Rangers heading back to uh, heading, heading back up two to nothing in that series. Uh, Kraken fell to the Avs three to two. That series tied at one. 
And uh, the Golden Knights uh, over the Jets 5-2, to two, that series also tied at one. Well, there you go. And I got to tell you, I know you said you want the Devils. I kind of want the Rangers for the whole – Scott's over here rolling his eyes at me. But but for the whole Jacques Passelig angle, you know, I mean, can you imagine the great bet we can make with him? Uh, with uh, No, no, no. I'm not – there ain't a single Rangers fan out there I'm making a bet with because <laughs> I don't have that much confidence. They, when I say they had our number this year, like those games, whew, they were not fun. I just want it because uh, we would have to go to a game, and I don't care how much the tickets would cost. And even if I had to sit with all the poor people up in the uh, up in the upper level, but it'd be fun to go to a game with Jacques Pass, like him and his Rangers gear, and us in our Hurricanes gear. You know, I I do not sit with Rangers fans. I don't (laughs) like your definition of fun. (laughs) Is this where you like? I'm not sure you know what fun means, Brian. Yeah, I I don't know that you do. Well, very good. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I tell you, but we're going to talk about NASCAR. Uh, let me, I got to get a couple of sponsors in here. Thank you to Arendelle Parrot Academy. They are the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region. Look at, dude, you got to quit yawning over there. You're killing me, man. Okay. Uh, located on a beautiful 80 acre campus in Kent, right here in Kenston. Parrot Academy draws students from all over Eastern North Carolina, including Kenston, Greenville, Wilson. You know, somebody special in Wilson, don't you? Over I didn't there, even Scott? yawn. You stretched it, threw me off, dude. ADHD, man. Kenston, Greenville, Wilson. You know somebody in Wilson, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, New Bern, Goldsboro, Jacksonville, Trenton, Snow Hill, Maysville. In fact, if you are listening to this show right now on Terrestrial Radio, you, my friend, can send your child to the best private school in eastern North Carolina, Arendo Parrot Academy. Parrot Academy students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus right here in Kenston at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road. We really do uh, appreciate David Moody, all the folks over at Randall Parrot Academy for being one of our day one sponsors. We do appreciate them. Hey, uh, thank you. I've been texting with uh, Danny Rice this morning already. And you know what? When I think about Danny Rice, Scott Whittington, you know what it reminds me of? Woodman life. Woodman life. Absolutely. I've had my life insurance woman life for almost 15 years. I could not be happier with it. I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for are going to be very well taken care of. Uh, that basically that means your mom. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like I'm making a, your mom joke, but, uh, I'm really not. What you say about my mama? <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, thank you again to, to Danny rice to, uh, Jared Edwards and Woodman life. Uh, for sponsoring the Brian Hanks show, if you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, call Jared at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North right here in Kenston. For all your uh, insurance and uh, and uh, needs of that kind, and again, 252-361-2414, thank you to Woodman Life, to Danny Rice, Jared Edwards, all the folks over there for being one of our day one sponsors we've got paul whittington on our spence automotive guest line right now and uh it's amazing how uh dude i've literally i've been i've got probably nine or ten text messages as we've been going along here and we are going to try to have we just if you're just joining us and i know we promoted early in the show that uh jerry stackhouse is going to be joining us in our second hour is not going to happen he's just got a lot of stuff on his plate we are going to get him on next week though for sure just got a message from his uh people who said uh, we will make it happen one day next week. And when we find out the day, we'll let you know for sure. And uh, Jason Bryant just scared the bejesus out of me, Scott Weddington. Well, that's you problem. <laughs> it is a me problem. But, don't, but don't worry, everybody. Come here. Come here. You got Paul instead of Jerry. All right. Oh, so keep listening. Uh, hey, uh, well. Oh, hell. Give it to me, man. So, oh, it's warm, too. Well, they had to cook it. Yeah, uh, put your headphones on. Put your headphones on. You know when you're when you're listening to that interaction and you can't see what's <laughs> yeah, happening. Yeah, can't see over here. <laughs> what I didn't do anything. No, he brought me a tenderloin biscuit. This is awesome. Oh, uh, it's the bomb. I won't. I won't plug non because they, they're not a sponsor, yeah. but it's but it's good though. I already had mine, uh, dude. Thank you, man. You're welcome. That's awesome. I didn't, uh, I didn't tune in to about. I don't know. Whenever I text you, but I yeah. already bought it. I didn't know Scott was in here. Sorry, I'd, Scott. I'd, I'd have brought you one. Oh uh, yeah. He, he brought me ribs. Gonna, he, so he, this he, is my breakfast. I'm gonna have ribs for lunch. I'm gonna eat at the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame tonight. Yep. Need to call 
Who are you going with? You need to call Craig because uh, he's going too. Uh, I, I think he might be riding with okay. us, actually. I know uh, we're riding with Jimmy Smith and his wife. Junius and I are riding with Jimmy Smith and uh, I got you. his beautiful wife, Becky. I don't know uh, how Coach Hill's going to do it. Speak, I tell you what, uh, we've got Paul here on the line. Yeah, so him. let's finish this up because we've got a lot to talk yeah. about in the second hour for sure. Scott, okay. Scott, go back to sleep. Scott, go back to sitting there napping. He, he stretched a minute ago and, and threw me off my NASCAR, game. NASCAR, Brian. NASCAR. NASCAR, exactly. Let's go. Yeah, we'll give a, a couple minutes here to Martinsville last week. A, a race that uh, Scott and Paul attended, but uh, a dirty Chevrolet won last week. And probably my least favorite driver, but uh, you've said it plenty of times, Paul, probably the most talented driver out there right now. Yeah, probably the most talented driver out there, Kyle Larson, went went to victory lane. Uh, I actually, if if you listen to to the drive with Mark Pinicelli last week, that's the that's the driver I actually said I thought was going to win uh, because he was the only driver at Hendrick Motorsports that hadn't won at the Martinsville Speedway, and uh, he's been running so well as of late. Uh, it just it seemed like a, the perfect opportunity for Kyle Larson to go get him a grandfather clock, and that's what he did on Sunday. Uh, an interesting race, to, to say the very least. Um, I, I thought the racing on Sunday was significantly better than what we got out of Martinsville last year. If you, if you go back to that spring race of last year, uh, this we, we learned very quickly this next-gen car was not set up for the short track. We've made some improvements uh, with, with the packages that we bring to the racetrack with this next-gen car at these short tracks. Still a long way to go, though, Brian. Uh, it was it was very tough to move forward. It was very, very, very easy to fall back. But these these really wide tires on these next-gen race cars just have not produced good short track racing at a racetrack like Martinsville, which has me a little bit worried for when we go to North Wilkesboro in a few weeks, for when we go to Bristol on the pavement, for when we go back to Martinsville in the playoffs. Uh, we'll, we'll see what we get, but... These wide tires make passing very, very, very tough. But getting past, not a problem, because you get out of the groove and, and you're just – it's a freight train that, that goes by you, similar to what will happen this weekend if you lose the draft at Talladega. So, uh, sorry, Brian's stuff and I wasn't prepared. <laughs> He's eating and He's muted. So <laughs> Yeah, dude, uh, I'm enjoying this biscuit. So, uh, Jason – it's your, it's the Jason Bryant show now, okay? Hey, Paul, you know NASCAR is my favorite thing to talk about. So let me see if I can come up with something stupid. <laughs> no, it's funny you said the grandfather clock. It it amazes me with all the traditions that we've lost in NASCAR that they still do that. I, I really think that's awesome. Yeah, well, fortunately, that's one tradition that NASCAR has absolutely no control over. And as long as Clay Campbell is running things over there at the Martinsville Speedway, you're going to get a grandfather clock if you win a race at Martinsville Speedway. And what's interesting about it is it's not just unique to the Cup Series. It's it's a trophy that's handed out for anybody that wins at the Martinsville Speedway, wow. uh, whether it's the, the Craftsman Truck Series, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, or the NASCAR Cup Series. And it's not just the driver that gets a grandfather clock. Um, I actually believe that there, there ends up being like either two or three grandfather clocks that are handed out to, to the winner. Um, so it's it's it is one of the most unique trophies in in all the sports. That's for sure. That's pretty cool. That's interesting. I did not know that. So I know I beat you up about NASCAR. In, any penalties last weekend? <laughs> <laughs> well, Austin Dillon did did have a penalty, and we got some penalty news uh, based on the the Justin Haley College Racing appeal. Uh, going back to Phoenix, they had the same hood lover issue that uh, that. Hendrick Motorsports had, and if we remember that decision, the appeals panel uh, gave Hendrick Motorsports back the points, but kept the the fines in place. Uh, they did not do that for College Racing. They upheld the penalty in its entirety, and it is a different review board each time, so a different panel heard the College Racing appeal than what heard the Hendrick Motorsports appeal. College Racing does have one final appeal that goes to, to the lone individual that makes the final decision. NASCAR actually came out earlier this week and said, in the interest of fairness, we are asking the, the final appeals board to return the penalty or return the points to colleague, colleague racing, keep the, keep the monetary fine in place, do the basically the exact same thing that they did to Hendrick Motorsports. 
because they violated the same rule and it would be unfair for them to pay different prices. So points going back to college racing, uh, but something like that because we've altered the rule book and how the appeals board can rule on this stuff moving forward. If something like that happens again, we won't see a decision like that come down from NASCAR. Uh, but uh, the, the number three car of Austin Dillon did have something that was wrong with it. They had an L2 level penalty, which is basically the same thing that uh, Hendrick Motorsports got, um, or excuse me, an L1 penalty. And they lost a, a good number of points, crew chief out for two weeks, and, and a big fine. And, can, and they are appealing that decision. Okay, can you hang with us in our second hour? Yeah, I got a couple minutes. Okay, very good, very good. I'll tell you what, then let's go ahead and wrap up. Uh, this is the end of the first hour of the Brian Hanks Show. Scott Woodington sitting here with me. Uh, Jason Bryant, who let me rub his head when he came in here today. I hope that doesn't sound too weird. Paul Woodington on our Spence Automotive guest line. Uh, we've talked Carolina Hurricanes. We're getting ready to uh, preview uh, the Talladega race. But I've got actually one more question about this past week, too, and I think you do, too. Don't you, Jason? But uh, how how many minutes do we have you into this second hour here, uh, Paul? I can give you about ten minutes. Very good. Well, that's we will use every single one of them then. But you've listened to the first hour of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. We really do appreciate you coming up. Second hour uh, again. Some more Paul Whittington, Jason Bryant, Scott Whittington. Thank you so much for listening to the uh, first hour of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College on nine sixty the Bull nine sixty the Bull dot com. <laughs>